Did you know that Cryptocurrent now has its own apparel shop? Well, look no further. If you want the latest gear from the Cryptocurrent crew, please check out both our show notes and our website where you can get anything from a long sleeve shirt to joggers to sweatshirts to tank tops, hats, you name it. We have some pretty swagged out gear for you. So if you're in love with our brand just as much as we are, please check out our gear today. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest all the way in Miami that has a huge, 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 huge background in this NFT music crypto space. I mean, this person uh, was a is a crypto punk rapper that made $192,000 in 60 seconds with one of the drops. Uh, Snoop Dogg publicly praised this person on Twitter spaces as an inspiration for music NFTs and was the winner of the inaugural award for best use of NFTs in the music industry. So without further ado, today, I want to introduce to everybody, Spotty Wi-Fi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I was just saying it's great to speak with you and asking how you're doing. Oh, man, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to have you uh, be a part of this uh, interview today. And I'm excited to hear about all the things you have going on in this particular space. It's very niche. And uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of all the cool um, NFT music that is coming into place and all the amazing ways that NFTs are being incorporated into um, music. So uh, first, I want to start with just a little bit of background on yourself, Spotty. If you can just, you know, give us a little bit on on your background and how you even got into, let's call it music first, before we even get into NFTs. Uh, yeah, cool. So I, I got into music. Um, I first started seriously recording um, and taking music seriously seriously about 2006, 2007. Um, I was living in Chicago. I was at, I was still in school. And, um, you know, I had done some freestyling and stuff like that when I was in high school, but nothing serious at all. I'm really not a freestyler. But um, and then later started keeping a, a book of rhymes, you know, a journal and started recording in like 2006, 2007. Um, I was in a group with my best friend, producer DJ, who is still my main producer to this day. Um, and we had some, we had a good run. You know, we toured, we opened for some big acts. You know, we actually opened for Snoop. We opened for T.I., T-Pain, um, Nas, some other bigger artists uh, when they would come through the Midwest. And um, the hard part, and, and I also was in bands. I also did some solo stuff later on. But the hard part was just paying the bills, man. This was during the SoundCloud era, uh, the, the the blog era, and uh, got some good good blog love, some good reviews on music. But um, you know, none of that really pays the bills. So by 2012, I was starting to like get a full. I had taken a full time job in 2012, and I put out one solo album at the end of 2012. 
But then that was pretty much it. I thought music was sort of in the rearview mirror for me as a career. And from 2013 until COVID, pretty much, I just worked a day job. You know, um, I, I, I got a day job in marketing and in, in, in like digital media advertising. I got good at it. And I just thought that was going to be my, my career for, for good. Um, COVID changed that. I ended up getting furloughed, uh, getting laid off. And in January of last year, 2021, I sort of stumbled into this world of NFTs by hearing about NBA Top Shot on Twitter. And that was really my, my gateway. Man, talk about your, your origin story, right? So in a lot of ways, COVID disrupted life across the world in a, in a lot of different ways. And, and, you know, being furloughed obviously isn't a great experience, but in a lot of ways, it was the gateway into getting into the crypto space, learning about NFTs and, and kicking off uh, and re, re-bringing you back into the music industry. And as, as you kind of look across and, and, and not just that, you, you for eight years, you built up skill sets to whenever you were ready to put yourself out, out on the market to market it yourself. Like you didn't have to go to anybody else. You could do it yourself because you already had those skills. Like, do you see this like as like the, you know, just opportunity for what you were, what, like what you felt you were ultimately being called for in the, in the music space? Uh, I do in a lot of ways, man. You know, also when I was in school in Chicago, I was, I was in law school. You know, I, I finished law school in 2010. I, I took and passed the bar in Illinois uh, but that just wasn't for me. I, I got out of school at a, at a bad time to be looking for a law job. Um, I never really, never really got a, a, a re, what we call like a real law job. So I just feel like I had all these like little failures <laughs> that kind of gave me um, a unique per, uh, perspective and a and a, a different set of skills. You know, like and also just my music background. If 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 I had been able to manifest what I wanted for myself a decade ago, you know, I probably would have signed some terrible deal to a major label or something. And, and maybe I would have been successful by, by how people usually define success, but I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now, which um, maybe a lot of people wouldn't define it as successful because I'm a small artist, you know, I don't have a million fans, but I feel like I'm, I'm able to do something that is innovative and hopefully one day we'll look back and say it was revolutionary. And, and to me, that's very fulfilling. And, and like you said, you know, the universe has sort of put me in different situations and, and given me different experiences uh, to prepare me for this, this crazy moment. So it's, I'm very grateful. For sure. And man, that's a very unique background. And, you know, you, 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 not, not every day you get to meet someone who graduated from law school, passed the bar and, Oh, by the way, is like a rapper and like is out here doing the things and all the credentials that I share at the beginning. Plus, there's several others. You're out here and you're you're doing it in a lot of ways. What you are quantifying as success, you I mean you are being successful. Like to to the point of you know whether you went and signed a deal versus what you're doing now, you're in full control from the NFTs that you own, from the NFTs that you're selling. Like that's going directly to you, and as it's resold, everything else. How would you say the business model and how the music industry has evolved in the last decade and how it's how you're going about it is, you know, more ideal for what you're doing now as opposed to what it would have been a decade ago? Well, a decade ago, you know, SoundCloud was was huge. Um, 
I'm, I'm not exactly a historian, so don't quote me on this, but, but Spotify wasn't what it, as ubiquitous as it is today. You know, um, I remember I didn't even put music on Spotify at that time. Everything was SoundCloud. You know, when I, when I first got started, you know, more like 15 years ago, we were pressing CDs. There wasn't SoundCloud at that time. Um, we, we, we were juking CDs at, uh, at shows, festivals, parties, concerts, you know, so, so you got the transition from like the physical CD to really all the music is on your phone. Um, of course, Napster, Napster made it very hard to sell MP3s. One thing I talk about a lot is like right now, what has changed with NFTs is as an artist, as a musician, it's very hard to sell MP3s. We've known this for many years, right? Um, because an MP3 just lets you listen to the music. That's all you can do with an MP3. You can listen to the music. If you want, you can throw a party, play it in your backyard for your friends, right? But that's also something you could do on with, with most people's music on Spotify or on SoundCloud or on YouTube, either for free or for very little cost, right? So that's why it's hard to sell these MP3s. But all of a sudden with a smart contract, I can say, you know what? I'm going to give you more than an MP3. I'm going to give you more than the ability to listen to the music. I might give you a copyright license. This is something I do. I, I give my, my NFT collectors a copyright license so they can put the music in their podcast or in their film or TV show, their video game, their advertisement, etc. They can even sub-license it to a third party for those purposes. Um, I give them a vinyl record. I give them exclusive access to merchandise on my online store, on my Shopify store, where you have to have the NFT to get this certain item, or you have to have the NFT to get this premium pricing on this certain item. You know, at, at big events, you know, I'm going to New York in a couple of weeks for a big NFT conference. Uh, there, we're having, I'm having one or two events where uh, if you have my NFT, you come in and, and you're VIP. You know, uh, we're, we have we have the ability to scan at the door, make sure you have a, a QR code that indicates you have my NFT. So a lot of these things you could have done before, but it would have been like disparate. It would have been I'm, I'm offering this and then I'm offering. This. Now it's like I have 2000 NFTs out there in the universe that are my Genesis collection. Right. I have a, another collection as well. But that Genesis collection is sort of your all access pass. Um, almost like when, when we used to think about fan clubs, you know, um, it's like the new, the new digital way to form community and, and get a deeper relationship with your supporters. Sure. And you're the, the utility of the NFTs is, is way more unique, right? Where as an artist before the way that you would have to connect truly with your fans is going on tour and hoping they buy, uh, basically merch while at this and, you know, and, and go in that route. Well, well now you, just like you said, you, you can do licensing, you can do all of these additional features that are, are, are way more uh, have a lot more utility in today's age and that the, your fans, your your true diehards can now go to see you in concert and be VIP, get that exclusive status and get all of these things that bring them closer to you and have that like direct path to being truly part of your community and, and, and past the point of fandom, but really more feeling like part of uh, uh, 
your your community. And and with that, you know, first I want to call out for everyone listening on the podcast. I really want you to go check this out on YouTube because you get to see Spotty Wi-Fi and you get to see him legitimately with his uh, crypto punk on his face as we're going through this video. So it's really cool. It's really unique. And I thought that was awesome. So I first want to point that out. So go check out the video. But then secondly, you have a lot of things that you're dropping right now. So you are currently... Uh, Dropping your album collection, I'm Spotty, your Genesis collection. You've already dropped uh, two of your, your your singles. One is All Time High that you did with Bun B. You just also dropped a full set. Um, can you tell us a little bit more uh, uh, about this and and kind of what the vision is and, and, and how you went about creating this? Yeah, man. So when we sold the debut album as an NFT in August, um, we we didn't realize what the impact of that would be. Uh, we sort of inadvertently became a case study for the idea that you you don't need a million fans. You know, Spotify needs millions of users, but I made I was able to generate almost two hundred thousand um, dollars with seven hundred supporters buying those NFTs. Just seven hundred people, you know. Um, so once that happened, I told my producer, my partner, I said, or we said to each other, you know we should now work toward crossing over toward the mainstream music. We feel is going to be really important in helping the mainstream understand NFTs. Music is a great way to educate people. It's a great way to, especially rap music. You know, I remember growing up listening to rap and my parents didn't listen to rap. So, um, I was sort of a guest in the hip hop culture in a, in a sense. So I, I would hear something on a record and be like, what is that about? The next day at school, I'm asking my friends like, you know, what's, or they're rapping something, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out decode the lyrics, you know, and I feel like there's massive power for that in terms of educating people about NFTs. So the, the vision for this year and this album is it's a collab album. It's going to be full of collaborations with mainstream artists. The first single, like you said, was called All Time High, featuring Bun B, who is a legend, legendary rapper out of Houston, Texas. And that was an NFT collection. The next single was Full Set. That was produced by Illa, the producer, who's a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum producer. He's worked with Eminem, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, Fat Joe, Scott Storch, a bunch of people. Um... And I've got some remixes there. I did a remix with uh, a, a few dope artists that uh, is coming out soon. And that's going to be an NFT collection. And I'm going to repeat this three more times. So there'll be three more for a total of five singles, five NFT collections, some dope collabs still coming up uh, for the remainder of the year. And if you collect one of each of these five, then we're going to have a vinyl record and we're going to have some other merch available. So that's really the mission for this year is penetrating the mainstream, you know, because we didn't expect NFTs to kind of have the trajectory that they did last year, but it seems like everybody's heard of an NFT now. So why not, you know, why not hit them upside the head with some music from an NFT artist? Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself 
for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain, but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Oh, absolutely. And the approach that you have with, with, with dropping it in these different collections that you have and, and, and to the point that you made when you first dropped this collection, if you don't need a million people uh, to, to make substantial money, the fact that you were able to make 200K with uh, you know, 700 people is amazing. And it, it speaks to the volume, uh, the value of having you know, real dedicated fans that like see the value that you bring uh, without having to truly hit the masses, the masses will come and will, you know, it's a, it's a compounding effect, but you first need to be able to deliver so much value to people who care that it translates into the, the brand and to the multitudes that you're trying to bring with your music ultimately. And as you look across and see some of the different artists that are out there who, who are in the traditional lens of, of how music is made and, and how it's produced and how it is distributed to the world. Um, are you starting to see some of those artists try to hit you up and be like, Hey, I see what you're doing. Uh, I'm a big fan. Like what can I start doing to try to like participate in these types of music drops? Yeah, I have had that. Um, it's been really cool, man. I mean, it's, it's not always an artist reaching out directly to me. I mean, a lot of times it's like somebody in their orbit kind of reaching out to me and connecting the dots. More frequently, it's like, not that they reach out to me directly, but that I end up in the same room as somebody because they have an interest in this and they end up at a conference. Like me going to New York to this conference in a couple of weeks is sort of like my Super Bowl for the year, you know, uh, because anything could happen. You know, it's New York. And, um, it's the, probably the biggest NFT conference of the year. Um, well, I was about to give an example, but I can't give that example because I'll put it this way. I had, I had, a, um, I went to, I was at a conference at some point earlier. I can't, I don't want to get too specific, but I was at a conference and I ended up running into a dope artist, an artist that I love that I listened to, you know, for, for years. And, um, we just said, you know, that, that just led to a collaboration, you know, that led to a song that's going to be on my album. It's going to come out this summer. Um, and so you just never know. And, and right now that's an important thing for me. I've ever since I sold my album, I've thought of myself as like a guardian of this space because there are, there are people in the traditional record industry that are money hungry. Right. And they, they see the money and they want to come into the space and especially like, you know, more the middlemen type, you know, the, the, the manager type and different things or the, the label side that a lot of times they want to come into this space and just be web three middlemen, which is like exactly what we don't need and exactly what uh, we're not looking for. So I try to be quick to call out something if I don't think it's serving the artist well, whether it's a platform or a project or an individual, but at the same time, 
I want to partner with artists um, or entities that are looking at it seriously, right? And 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 looking to learn and looking to bring value to the community. That is the key to me. And uh, like with Bun, for example, Bun's certainly the best example of this uh, because he's the biggest artist I've ever put out a song with. Uh, he's an incredible guy and a great partner of mine on in this endeavor. And he had done he had done an NFT before actually he'd done two NFTs before we partnered and he's gone on to do great things now. You know, he's partnered with the board and hungry restaurant, which is like the first ever NFT restaurant out in Los Angeles. You could Google it, check it out. It's really interesting. Um, and he's doing other dope stuff, and we're gonna link up at NFT NYC. But um, yeah, man, I I'm in a very privileged position where artists, um, artists understand uh, some artists. Uh, that have a bigger following than me understand that there are ways that we can work together. And even though I have a, a you know, a, a microscopic platform compared to them, like I, I, I can, in some cases, um, we can learn from each other, you know, which is really cool. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of value in this. And when you look across how technology has evolved, you know, we go from web 1.0, early HTML websites now to web 2.0, as you see all social media right now, even Spotify, uh, Facebook, Meta, Instagram, et cetera. And as we're going now into web three, it's the, it's the wild west. It's a lot of new and innovative opportunities that are coming in. And there's a reason why Facebook changed its name to Meta and is going into the metaverse and is trying to go into web three in the same way that traditional markets, whether it be in music, film, et cetera, while they're starting to come into Web3 and figure out how do I work with NFTs and blockchain and, and other facets is because it's adapt or die. And the people who are coming in early, like yourself, and figuring this out, you can help lay the foundation for all these artists and, and put them on game. And, and knowledge is power and not just power, but it also is value. And the more value that you can give to others, the more positions you are able to put yourself in to not just help, but also participate in a lot of these uh, amazing opportunities. And, and speaking of that, you, you brought up NFT NYC a couple of times. And uh, I know there's a lot of fun things on the horizon, which I'm going to be out there too. So hopefully we can link up at some point. But what are some of the things you're looking for in uh, NFT NYC since it's your Super Bowl? Oh, man. Okay, so... There's a couple things I'm I'm putting together for my like that I'm I'm kind of organizing myself. I'm working on a party for the night of Sunday, June 19th, um, and on June 21st. Um, those are still the details are are getting finalized as we speak. So I, I got to that's that's like keeping me busy every day right now is finalizing these these two parties because uh, it's it's like two weeks away. Um, but other than that, man, I'm, I'm just really in general looking forward to meeting more of my collectors. Last year at NFT NYC, we did a really impromptu meetup. Um, I, I brought like hats and t-shirts and stickers and stuff. I posted up at a bar and I got on Discord and I and I sent a message just to my token holders. Like that's one of the cool things you can do in Discord. And it was just for people that have my NFTs. I said, meet me at this, this bar from like two to four, you know, we're going to have some drinks, get to know each other, and I'm going to raffle off some merch. And that was super fun, super cool. So I'm hoping to do that, but on a bigger scale this year, you know, and be and, and perform, get on stage for them, do like a, a pretty exclusive show for them, that sort of thing. 
Um, I'm also performing at some other people's parties. Uh, the two the two shows that are other people's parties that I'm most excited about, I can't exactly talk about right now. Um, well, one of them was kind of announced. I am scheduled to open for Method Man at a very private exclusive show at Sotheby's, which is pretty historic. Um, as far as I know, I don't know if they've done a rap show before. So, you know, and, and I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Method Man fan, big Wu-Tang fan. So that's going to be an honor and super dope. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's the award show that I'm excited about. I'm going to do a song at the award show. We won, we won the best music award last, best use of NFTs for music last year. Um, I would love to win it again, but the truth is, you know, last year with the music award, I was the only artist nominated. It was me and four platforms, four music platforms, you know, and I'm always, I'm always riding on the platforms, letting them know what they can be doing better to really help the artists. So that was kind of an unfair advantage because I got to tell the world like, hey, you know, we gotta, we gotta make sure the artist wins this one. You know, this right. year I'm, I'm happy to say that all of the nominees are creators, you know, music creators. So um, I got some tough competition, but I'm just glad to see that kind of evolution of how the award is, is nominated. Um, and I'm also nominated for the best use of digital identity, which is something I didn't even expect or ask my supporters to nominate me for. So that's super flattering and humbling, you know, because I do think we're doing something. I do think I'm doing something innovative by using this avatar, putting a backstory and a name to my crypto punk and having sort of an alter ego. And it's just cool to see the community sort of without me campaigning, you know, to see that I got that nomination. So that's dope. And then I'll say the other thing, there's a documentary. There's a, there's a, there's an NFT film col uh, collection or project called Meta Citizen, and they've produced a documentary called Not a JPEG. Uh, and Not a JPEG is world premiering at uh, a, a, one of the bigger theaters. I forget the exact name of it in Times Square uh, during that week. So um, I'm going to go to that and th that's going to be super dope. So it's a lot, bro. And we haven't yeah. even talked about Ape Fest. You know, I'm a board ape. I'm an active member of the board apes. Last year was incredible. You know, Ape Fest is a music festival where last year they had Questlove DJing. They had Chris Rock and Aziz just out there introducing acts. You know, Beck opened up. They had The Strokes, which The Strokes is like my number one band that I care about these days. Like if I yeah. listen, if I'm listening to rock music, it's usually The Strokes nowadays. And then little baby headlines. So it was like, it was a, probably one of the craziest shows I've ever been to, like in terms of the lineup. Um, and this year they're doing four nights of Ape Fest. So it's going to be wild, man. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, there's a lot to be excited for, um, as a, you know, for NFT NYC and just all the dis different events going on. Uh, I was doing my schedule because I'm, I'm going to be out there too in a couple of weeks and just the jam-packedness of so many amazing things that you can do during that week is going to be pretty spectacular. So it should be a good time to be able to connect, meet other people in this space doing amazing things. And congratulations on all your nominations. Hope you win them all. I mean, that's amazing. Um, it's really cool about your different events as well, man. It's just, it's cool to see how much and how different your life can change in the world of crypto and, and Web3 if you're able to work on what you're passionate about, figure out how to make it happen 
and then just have the right pieces kind of fall in place. And kind of as, as we kind of wrap up here, I want to finish with two fun questions. Um, and the first one's going to be with all the information you have right now, right? All the things you're able to learn in the last year of like going hard at this. And if you can impart wisdom to yourself when you were first getting started at Spotty Wi-Fi, what would you tell yourself? So not, not to sound, not to sound uh, egotistical or anything. A lot of the advice I'm grateful to say I, I did take this advice and it's because it's advice that I was blessed to receive from other people, right? right. Um, a few things. Number one, I would say, don't rush in to, to come in and try to sell something. You know, the NFT space is very small. It's a very small pond and it's all based on relationships. You know, you, you your reputation is everything. The best way you can enter the space is as a student looking to learn, um, and listen and ask questions. You know, nobody's going to fault you for asking questions for sure. Um, but don't pull up on a Monday ready to sell something on a Friday. You know, take your time. You'll have much better results if you're building relationships. And if you're able to collect, you know, become a collector because you're going to learn the psychology of a collector. If you're not already a collector of like physical memorabilia and things like that or collectibles, it's, it's really... A, a valuable experience to be a collector. Um, another thing I would say is, you know, just push to innovate, try to innovate as much as you can try to think about like, what am I going to use an NFT for that? What am I going to do that requires an NFT? You know, what am I going to do that I, that I couldn't do without an NFT? If you can answer that question, I think you're, you're off to a great start. Probably the best piece of advice, though, if, if you are an artist, a creator, and you're ready to sell something, um, two, uh, two more things. Number one, it's overused, it's played out, but it is about community, you know? So figure out how you can bring value to the space and, and to the people that love NFTs before you start thinking about how you can extract value, you know, collaborate with other artists, celebrate other artists, celebrate other collections, collect other collections if you can. And then finally, when you're ready, if you're thinking about putting out a collection and you're going to have multiple editions, things like that, however many you're thinking you're, you want to sell, sell fewer than that. And however much you think you want to price it at, price it lower than that. I swear to you, that's the best advice I got. I got that from a really smart guy named G Money, who's another crypto punk last year. Invaluable advice. You really want your first collectors, your first supporters, you want them to feel like they got a great price because they believed in you before anybody else did, right? And you want, over time, you want them to see that that value that floor price is going up. It's appreciating. Um, and if you have something that's highly anticipated, there will be people that try to buy your collection early just to flip it. They aren't in it for the long haul. They don't care about your art. They don't care about your purpose, your mission. They want to buy something today and they want to sell it an hour later or a day later for a profit. And that's short term, right? So you might be able to sell something at this price, right? But then a week later, some of the people you sold to, they're seeing that the floor is down here. That's not good for the energy and, and the, the vibe 
of your community, you know? So reward those early supporters with your first price that you set and then focus on how you can continue to reward them. Honestly, for life, man, like for life. Sure. And I think those are great pieces of wisdom. And for everyone listening who are in any way motivated to start your own NFT one day, or even if you have, and you're trying to just figure out what can you be doing to improve, run that back, listen to that a couple of times and really like soak that in because you're, you're listening to someone who's done it, is doing it and is finding some success. And I'm sure it's going to have a lot more into the future, but, but Spotty Wi-Fi, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Like what's the final thought that you want to leave and impart to everyone that's listening today? Man, I'll say the final thought I would say is just um, believe in yourself. You know, I never, I never envisioned this for myself. Even obviously, even when I was wanting to do music, what feels like a lifetime ago, a decade ago, I never knew that being a crypto punk rapper was going to be uh, the way that I found joy and and how I earn a living. You know. Um, and I doubted myself at times, you know, I walked away from music for eight years, but, um, when I got back to it, I had doubters, you know, of course I had people that said, this is a gimmick, this is goofy, whatever, whatever. Um, and, uh, you just can't listen to that, you know, in whatever you want to do. NFTs might not even be your thing that interests you. You might stumble across this video, but whatever you want to do, just don't listen to anybody telling you that you can't do it. You know, like Gary V would say, like, if you're making plays on the field, why would you worry about what they're saying in the stands? You know, and that's, that's really, um, I, I hope that in a bigger picture than NFTs, I hope that that's something that I can represent to people and, and help inspire people. Absolutely. I know that I'm able to get that from you today just through our conversation. So uh, I really appreciate that that final thought. Spotty Wi-Fi, ways that people can connect with you. Uh, of course, they go to spottywifi.io. Um, you're on a bunch of different social channels, but where are the best ways that people can connect? Man, so I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram, but... If, if you're ever DMing me, if you're ever emailing me and, and uh, I'm slow to respond, hop in my Discord. You know, go to, go to my website. You can go to spottywifi.io or spottywifi.com. They go to the same place and uh, you'll find my Discord link there. And uh, if you want to talk about anything that we've talked about today in more detail, if you want to ask questions, I have a whole community of people there. A lot of them own my NFTs. A lot of them don't. And uh, these are the types of things that we love to talk about and dive into even deeper. Absolutely. Well, um, everyone listening, I hope you're fired up to, to connect with Spotty Wi-Fi. Check out some of his amazing songs. You, you already have two singles out there that you can go and listen to right now. I listened to them both before uh, the show started. I'm a big fan of them both. So again, thank you so much for spending some time with this body Wi-Fi. And for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Justice Sapien. Cryptocurrent is a valuable resource to learn about crypto and all the builders in the blockchain space. Keep up the great work. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.